I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey there, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and what's up? Hey, it's 2021. It's 2021. Feels good. I think. I don't know. I'm recording this beforehand, so (laughs) I'm assuming it feels better. (laughs) This is the uh, final episode of my best of series where I am re-airing some of the best, most popular podcast episodes from seasons one. And yeah, they're all from season one. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Season one. (laughs) Season one bests of. And... I'll be back with a new season two episodes starting next week. But this week we're talking about your, your body's intuitive messages. And I feel like this is such an important way to open up 2021. Because, wow, 2020 was all about feeling a lot, whether we wanted to or not. And... The sensitive people I meet in my client work often feel a lot. They're very sensitive, very empathic, which is not a surprise because I'm a very sensitive, empathic person. They're sensitive, they're empathic, they're intuitive, and so they feel a lot, but may not be clear when they get down to it what they're feeling, what they're actually feeling. So if that sounds like you, then this episode is for you. And I mean, both not clear about what you're emotionally feeling, but also what, not clear about what you're physically feeling. And the two are very interconnected. I find that sensitives tend to pop up in their heads when body sensation, emotion comes up, unless it's like super pleasant, they tend to pop up in their heads and focus on a story, like meaning making and story rather than staying with the physical sensations in their body and rather than staying with what feelings, emotional feelings are emerging in the body as these physical sensations are forming and giving that feeling, the feelings that are bubbling up, like curious space to explore. Instead, so many sense people just jump into their heads, get lost in stories and spinning thoughts or disconnect, dissociate, or stuff down feelings and sensations. And all of these, in essence, are moments when we abandon ourselves. All of these are moments where we abandon ourselves. So learning how to work with body sensations, emotions, how to skillfully understand them, how to skillfully decode our body's messages, which are really messages from our intuition, our inner truth, are essential to building self-trust and self-love, to repairing relationships with our inner children, our inner teens, our inner parts, like all, all these things. It's essential. And it's really essential to weaving ourselves back together So that our soul, our intuition, our wider, higher self, whatever you want to call that, is uh, really 
more often than not leading the way, the CEO, you know, the CEO of our inner table. That's kind of what my, my goal is when I'm doing my work is to empower people to have that very wise part of themselves at the inner table leading. So our body carries important messages. And after a really tough year collectively in 2020, many of us have what I would call a backlog. We have a backlog of body messages that we've tuned out, stuffed down, ignored, numbed out, all the things. And hey, compassion, because it was a really, really hard year. And, you know, we all have different resiliency levels for how much we can process. So this best of episode is really designed to empower you as you start 2021 to start connecting the dots to some of the ways your intuition, your inner truth is trying to communicate to you through your body sensations. This is a very rich and important episode and I hope you have a pen and paper because you'll want to take notes. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm recording this episode in the evening with my puppy nearby. So hopefully she cooperates and lets me record without too much disruption. And my beautiful African gray parrot Odie in the other room who's trying to speak to me through the wall. So hopefully we'll get an episode out of this. I'm recording this as the wheel of life further turns into winter. And as winter is hibernating and we're having longer hours of darkness here in the Northern Hemisphere, my body is feeling it. I would say since I have been tuning myself into the cycles of nature over the last several years, increasingly my body is feeling those shifts and acknowledging those shifts because I'm finally giving myself space and permission to sync up with the wider world around me. So if you missed last week's update episode, I, I opened up about chronic illness and how moving forward, I'll be releasing episodes bi-weekly, so about every other week, based on the messages I was receiving from my body to slow down, slow down. So this means that the next episode will drop in two weeks and... Oh, P.S. Since I've made this decision to slow down, I'm feeling physically so much better. My body responded and said, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for slowing down. Which brings me to this week's topic, which is recognizing how intuition speaks to the body. This is continuing the series of over the next four episodes. So I had the first episode was focused on dreaming. This episode is focused on how intuition speaks through our body. The next one after that will be focused on signs and synchronicities. And then we'll be talking about spirit guides and answering a listener's question, which I'm looking forward to. But before we dive into this week's topic, I want to really express gratitude to those who have offered up five-star ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts. That's just been such a pleasant um, surprise and what do I want to say? Like beautiful fuel for this creative endeavor that I'm taking on and it means a lot and it's ensuring that more people will benefit from the podcast. I don't really know all the background stuff of how those things work. 
I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't take a course in doing a podcast. Um, <clears throat> I didn't do any research. I just started doing a podcast because it's something that uh, intuition, spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it, was telling me to do for like many years. And I finally felt ripe and ready to do that. But what I do understand in a limited way is that those ratings and um, and those reviews, when people do take the time to do them and give positive ratings and reviews, then it does ensure more people can see the podcast. So I do know that part. <laughs> so thank you for supporting that. And I want to acknowledge this week and share a recent review from a former client of mine, Carrie, which was such a surprise. I had no idea that she was going to do a review. I um, <clears throat> happened to check and make sure my podcast had the, the latest episode had gone, had shown up in Apple Podcasts. And then that's when I found this beautiful review from Carrie. And I'm so honored. And I just wanted to share it with you. She said, I have worked with Marcy on a one-on-one level, and I can tell you that she is amazing. Her ability to intuitively guide and support people into recognizing their own patterns is remarkable. For years, I struggled in relationships, always having the same experiences with the same types of men and the same repeat breakups. For years, I thought of myself as a victim, wondering why love never worked out for me. Marcy gently helped me to recognize how I contributed to these situations. For so long, I thought that I was unlovable or too much. I now know I have always been lovable. I just didn't know how to let love in fully. I didn't know how to be in a healthy relationship, so I always chased the unstable ones. I now understand that so much of this was due to my own previous hurts, betrayals by loved ones, and the relationship dynamics that I had been taught both directly and indirectly. I would never have realized this or the causes had I not met Marcy. She is a gift and a spiritual gangster. <laughs> that made me laugh, by the way. <laughs> thank you, Marcy. Love the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for your kind words, support, and taking the time to write that review. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And I hope that all of you listening enjoyed uh, receiving Carrie's words as much as I did when I found them. So now on to this week's topic. Last week I spoke about my journey with chronic illness and there was a time when my paternal grandfather, when he was still alive, I was on more prescription medication than him for all of the different health pieces I was um, juggling. I distinctly remember having this moment in, I think it was in my grandparents' home where I had like this pillbox, I think, thing like sitting in front of me and my grandfather had his and we were kind of getting them out and we were counting them and he like looked at me and I started laughing and he got this, he always would get this like um, mischievous grin on his face sometimes. And so this mischievous grin on his face came and it, it kind of, I think it felt like a my sense was that it almost felt like a win for him, right? Because he was so many years elder than me. And how could it be that he was taking less medication than I was? Um, and he had his health challenges over the years. He, he struggled with diabetes. And then um, at the end of his life, he suffered from many strokes. And that was really difficult. 
And it was a really big wake-up call for me. I really like to see that quantity, I suppose, sitting on the table in front of me was really surprising. And this was because my health, like, over and over again was failing. And I constantly had mystery illnesses and symptoms, and Western doctors couldn't really tell me a lot of times what was happening. Sometimes there was theories. Sometimes there was diagnoses. A lot of times there was just a lot of, like, we don't really know, so here's some medication after lots and lots of testing or exploratory surgery. So it was a, and and that was in my, mm, I mean, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that that was in my early 20s when that happened. It, it was pretty surprising. And, and as I marched through my 20s, I just had this sense that if I didn't take charge of my process in a different way, I didn't know what that looked like, you know. I just knew that I had to, I needed to somehow step in because every single time I showed up in a Western doctor's office, their solution were pills. And I just had this intuitive sense that something else was happening for me. But I didn't know what it was. I had, at the time, no... Uh, education in mind-body wellness or holistic approaches to health, Uh, not nearly the kind of exposure that I have now over the the years of dedicating myself to exploring and I guess really trying to find some answers. So today I'm, I'm happy to say that while I work with chronic illness on a daily basis, the beautiful thing is that what does support my health now is a combination of herbs like tinctures. I have a lot of tinctures that I use right now that are really supportive teas, um, my diet, exercise, and most of all awareness of my emotional, mental, and spiritual state because it was my discovery that a lot of the symptomology I was having, while some of Some of the pieces were congenital. I was born with certain health conditions. Some of them were then later these kind of chronic illness pieces, which then becomes a question of like chicken and an egg. I don't know what came first, the emotional, mental, spiritual pieces of it, and then the chronic illness or the chronic illness and then expounded further by the emotional, mental, spiritual pieces. Who knows? Well, I think I'll never really know, but I mean, at least... Not right now. Maybe after I leave this plane of existence, I'll get the answers. Um, but what I can say is that I am happy to say that I, I only now take um, a prescription medication for my heart, which is something that I've, I've had my, like most of my life, basically, since I think... It, age 16 or something like that, I started taking medication for my heart. And the rest I'm able to manage on my own. And that's not to say that, um, you know, as I'm moving through this episode, I'm not saying that, you know, Western medication, Western medicine versus holistic approaches are better or worse or whatever. But it's to say that for me, I was recognizing it wasn't working because a lot of that path was creating new symptoms and new side effects and not really addressing things. It's like things would be hidden and then something new would pop up and then we'd address that and then something new popped up. And so it was kind of like a, 
You know, like when you go to the, if you've ever been to an arcade and they have that like gopher, um, that gopher game where there's like a little gopher that pops up and then you're supposed to hit the gopher down and then it keeps popping up over and over and over again in different locations. My health felt like that is the best way I can describe it. So as I slowly, part of my process of slowly journeying towards a place where I felt like I was much more empowered at being the leader of my health rather than at the effect of everyone else's ideas um, and, and therefore leading me to less health crises and less pharmaceutical medication came from a recognition experientially, like a lived experience that my, that many of my body's symptoms and discomfort and sensations were literally my soul speaking through my physical cells. Like that higher, deeper, wider, whatever you want to call it, that essence of me was literally like my inner voice was calling out physiologically through my cells to pay attention and to try to communicate with me. So for example, what did that look like and how, you know, what did I, how did I start making the connections between those pieces? So my, I've always, I had this really long history of really difficult OBGYN health issues from like day one. I, I started bleeding when I was age 11. And it was just really, really painful, really difficult. Sometimes I would pass out because it was so bad. It was really intense. I ended up having to have surgery um, along the way at, I don't know, age 13 or something like that to, to do something about what was happening. And there was a lot of layers to what was happening there. But a couple of like the medical pieces were that I was having ovarian cysts that were being produced and sometimes bursting on a consistent basis. And I had, um, really bad endometriosis. And if you've been following any of my work until now, or if you haven't as a, as you know, as a reminder, and if you haven't as something new, I was actually born with two wombs. And because I have two wombs, it's like double endometriosis. (laughs) So it was a lot Um, and my recognition over time, as I started to dive into the exploration around what's happening here in the last, uh, update episode, I shared that I bled for three months straight and doctors like had no idea what to do. The result of what they ended up doing at that time in my life was to medicate it. They gave me hormonal injections that they often give to some breast cancer patients that literally shut my entire OBGYN system, my entire womb system down. And it's basically like if you find a kill switch, the best way you could find a kill switch. So I got these injections, um, uh, geez, I don't know, for two years or something like that. And that produced a whole host of like other really, really horrible, weird, uncomfortable symptoms so it was like, I got rid of, I had the bleeding stopped. I wasn't bleeding for three months straight, but then other stuff started happening. It was just a difficult time. And so during that time, I slowly, after I got to the other side of that and I started recognizing, okay, I, I want to become more of an advocate in my process 
I developed the recognition as I started learning the, um, the chakra system that my sacral chakra is very deeply connected, you know, under the chakral system, it's connected to creativity and expression. So I started getting curious about that. And I realized that I had been a really, really creative person my whole life. I I'm inherently creative. I growing up did dance and painted and drew and wrote stories and created videos and made music and played lots of instruments. I was just like, always, always, always engaged in creative expression. And at that point in my life, I wasn't at all. I wasn't dancing. I wasn't writing creatively. I was was only writing graduate papers, <laughs> which would, didn't really feel very creative, or writing memos in my government job, which didn't feel creative. I was feeling really creatively stifled. And so I, I started recognizing and getting curious, like, hmm, is part of the layer of this connected to my creative expression? And the answer was yes. Another layer that I peeled back over time, and, and this is like a, this is not like a one month process. This is like years of being an inquiry with what's happening with my womb space, womb space that I came to recognize that I had a, I had a really horrible, like maybe non-existent, I would say relationship with the feminine side of me. And that word can be tricky because people may think of feminine as, I don't know, uh, like socially conditioned feminine, like skirts and makeup and blah, blah, blah. And no, I'm talking about the receptive side of me it's like that yin energy the receptive side of and in general that I just didn't have a good relationship with the fact that I was socially identified as a woman like I just I didn't know what to do with that because I was a feminist and I was also really angry at what was ha- like what had happened to me as a woman how i was being treated and my solution to that was to really kind of step further and further and further and further and further over time into the more masculine or yang side of me which is more of the rational linear you know get shit done doing pushing side of me which tends to Reign, reign supreme right now for the most part in modern culture because of this long history of kind of this patriarchal social structure and so many layers there. Um, so another piece I recognized was I didn't really have a good relationship with the feminine side of me. I didn't have a good relationship with that womb space in general. It's almost like I, I, I distinctly remember when I got my period at age 11, I said, you know, this is what it means to be a woman. This sucks. (laughs) I, I didn't grow up into a dynamic where in a lot of traditional cultures, you go through, you know, like a rite of passage when you get your first bleed. And it's quite a big deal to recognize that 
you go through a rite of passage and that to bleed for a woman is a really profound thing because you're, you're, you're like this representation of life and death at the same time. And you go through these cycles on a monthly basis that can be extremely profound spiritual cycles. And you, and this recognition that when you get your bleed, you start to, to blossom into being a woman, which means you can start to really open up to receiving Spirit, anyways, there's so many layers to it that I, you know, was not in touch with at all. And on a basic level, I just was moving way too fast and doing way too much stuff and being way too logical. And I wasn't being creative in the creative, intuitive feeling part at all. And I'll never forget that when I first started working with my very first life coach, there was a dynamic that I was describing to her and she asked me, how did you, how did you feel? And I kept describing the the series of events and she kept stopping me and saying, but how did you feel? And then I would describe the series of events. And for me, that's very symbolic of how far in that doing yang, masculine, whatever you want to call it, side of myself that I was. So, and then over time, it became clear that what was underneath that, my deep wounding around my feminine was a hidden history. And what I mean by hidden is like, it was hidden from my consciousness for a long time. It, it, it lived in the subconscious layers of my body for a long time of some very deep sexual trauma. And so, wow, how many layers, right? Within just that area. And I received, um, clearance or notification or results or whatever you want to call it earlier this year in 2019 from my OBGYN, my doctor, that I had finally, I was finally clear of ovarian cysts and endometriosis based on all the testing and exploration we did. And that was like jaw dropping for me. And for me, it's the recognition that as I mentioned, like my soul was trying to speak so loudly through that space in my body to say, I've been violated. This needs to be reconciled. Um, you're moving too fast. You need to slow down. You have these amazing intuitive gifts. That's part of why you're here. And you're totally rejecting this side of yourself. And you, in the fabric of your being, are a super creative person. And you're not doing any creativity. You're just all in your intellect and the logic. So once I started, you know, really started stepping into my creativity and my expression, I started finally developing a relationship with the feminine. I, I felt like I was really called to a divine feminine path and started exploring what does it mean to slow down? What does it mean to cycle with the moon? What does it mean to recognize... Uh, cycles of nature? What does it mean to connect to my intuition, to allow myself to feel? What does it mean to be in my body more and to do more embodiment practices? Like so many layers. What does it mean to then allow myself to acknowledge what happened in my past and allow myself to crack open and remember what had been forgotten on a conscious level that my cells had been holding for so long? I believe that that part of my body healed and no longer has dis-ease because of 
that work. Another example is there was a period of time, as I mentioned in the update episode, where I literally couldn't even digest chicken broth. Why couldn't I digest chicken broth? I was having a hard time digesting what was happening in my life. I was having a hard time digesting my feelings. I wasn't digesting any of my feelings. And I was really struggling with my personal power. So it was this process of slowly getting in touch with my feelings, slowly giving myself space to actually digest, to acknowledge that allowed my digestion to slowly get better. I still have digestion issues here and there. That's kind of part of some underlying pieces of chronic illness, but like I can eat now, (laughs) you know, I don't have issues like digesting um, chicken broth, for example. (laughs) That's kind of a, a really extreme level of inflammation I had. I recognized over time that the throat infections that I had as a young child were literally because I couldn't speak my truth about the abuse that was happening to me. And I realized that as an adult, before, it's like around the time, I think it's around the time that all of this stuff was happening with my womb space, I started, I had a period of time where I actually had panic attacks. And I realized over time that my panic attacks as an adult was literally my soul screaming to me, get out of here. What's the here? The here was the way that I had designed my life. The marriage that wasn't working, the job that was not aligned, that I had really constructed this entire scaffolding of a life that was what other people wanted and social conditioning and all these ideas of who I should be versus who I actually was. And that was creating such a trapped feeling inside of myself that I was so out of touch with that it started manifesting as panic attacks. It was a lot. (laughs) So those are just a couple examples of how I started connecting the dots. And the thing is, is that most Western medical professionals are not trained on the emotional, mental, and spiritual dimensions to health in our body. And I mean, why, why would they be right? The, the, the people that served those roles traditionally before were medicine people. They were traditional healers that recognized that there are spiritual dimensions to our health. There are mental and emotional dimensions to our health and that they are ultimately connected to our spirit, our soul. Um, now there are some things that are, you know, purely physical. I don't know. You, you get the flu and you know, it's because you were spending like the last week sitting next to so-and-so at work who had the flu and decided to come into the work anyways. Okay. Got it. Right. But there are so many times where it's not like that. There are so many times where there's not a genetic predisposition. There's so many times where there's not a pre-existing, you know, kind of long-standing physical, purely like maybe physical condition. And there's a lot of times where we're not exposed specifically to a virus or a bacteria, but there's something, there's something else. You know, a lot of, I would say a lot of chronic situations, like low level chronic situations that may later become bigger, right? That's what happened with my panic attacks. I had like lower levels of anxiety that then later built up to having panic attacks at some point. Um, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times those can have the spiritual dimensions of health. 
And if we can just recognize that, then that's how we can start to step into the power that we have to really start recognizing the intuitive messages that we are receiving on a regular basis. And for myself, once I realized that when my body was starting to develop symptoms, if I was able to rule out any physical reason, so I was able to rule out like, oh, not sitting next to somebody with a flu, etc., then I could automatically just start to come into dialogue with the social and the emotional and the spiritual aspects of what's actually happening and what my soul is trying to communicate with me. Would you like to be a part of my inner circle? Get the opportunity to know me a little bit more and for me to get to know you? How about an opportunity to take what you learn on the podcast and translate it even more practically into your everyday life? Well, if any of that sounds good, I would really like for you to hop on over to my website, www.marcymoberg.com and sign up for my newsletter. I send out regular emails to my newsletter, which is really my inner circle. That's the best way to stay in touch with what I'm up to. And I send out newsletter only practices uh, whenever I have a new podcast episode, which is an opportunity to really take that week's theme and that week's episode and translate it into your own life. Super easy. You just head on over to my website and you'll find a pop-up window and a link there to be able to join. I can't wait to get to know you better and for you to join my inner circle. So before the break, I was talking about some of my own journey to recognize that a lot of the health things that were happening for me were intuitive messages through the body. Now, you don't have to have as extreme um, situations happening for you in your health to recognize that the body receives intuitive messages from your soul. That can look like a lot of different things. So I want to talk a little bit about what that is. But first, I want to acknowledge that the body is is often the first message point for our intuition when we've tuned out of everything else. So that was the case for me. I was not tuned into my intuition at all. I was not honoring my inner voice. I was not paying attention to my dream time. I was not acknowledging that there were spirit guides. Like I wasn't acknowledging science and synchronicity. I was not tuned into anything not tuned into anything. I was tuned out. And so a lot of the messages that were coming, were coming through the body a lot and strongly. So, and sometimes it can also be a situation where I've seen this happen a lot with clients where someone can be tuned in to their intuition, but they're ignoring it. You know, they're ignoring what their, their intuition is is guiding them towards. And so by ignoring their soul's inner guidance, by ignoring that inner GPS system, then the body starts to go, oh, you know, let me support the intuition and let's turn up the volume. So then the volume metaphorically gets louder. Um, And that's how sometimes big health situations can happen and health crises that, that was certainly the case for me. I wasn't tuned into anything. So, so it really was 
my, my intuition, my soul trying desperately to get my attention. And then for some of us in general, the preferred way that our soul likes to speak to us our inner voice or intuition likes to speak to us, our spirit guides may even want to speak to us. The wider world around us may want to speak to us um, through the body. So to start, I like to encourage people to think about body messages as literal and then later symbolic. So for example, if you start to get a headache, I recommend you think about, you know, hey, have I been overthinking things? Am I literally like burning out like the spark plugs of my head, for example? Am I overthinking things? Am I overstimulating that area of my body? Is my body, my mind, you know, the mind area telling me, hey, too much? Could be, could be, you know, so the body can be literal like that. You can have, like I said, I had chronic throat infections, or I've seen this happen with people who have um, like a weakened voice and, and, or they lose their voice. They get laryngitis a lot. And maybe that's because there's something that they're, they're not saying something that they're not saying that they need to say. They're not speaking their truth. They're literally turning off their truth. They're literally stuffing it down and, or maybe they've overshared. They've said too much and it doesn't feel safe to their system. They've said too much and now the system is turning it off. So it's, it's a sense that the, the body will like literally oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes manifest this literal translation of a message. So That's important. And then sometimes it's more symbolic. Like, for example, I will, there's a lot of complex layers to why I get pain on the right side of my body. But one layer of that is if I start to step out of the inner yin or the inner feminine side of me and into more of the the masculine doing side of me, and I start pushing myself too much, I start to get a lot of pain on the right side of the body. And classically, the right side of the body symbolizes the masculine um, or that yin, that yang doing side of us. And so that for me is more of like a symbolic messaging that my body will send to me that I understand. So start with literal, then explore symbolic. So how do we start to learn our own intuitive messages, right? Because as I mentioned, it took me a lot of years of inquiry to understand that, oh, when I start to get a sniffle, that means I'm, you know, if I'm not exposed to anything, that may mean that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to overthink things. I'm worrying too much. Maybe my mind is racing. I need to slow down and I need to break, take a break, or I'm in, I'm literally ingesting too much information. So it's literally like my brain is frying and I'll start to get uh, sinus symptoms. And that's a, uh, a recognition that that area of my body has been overstimulated out of balance. So it takes time to learn these, these things. So you can start by, for example, start by learning your body's unique stress fingerprint is the way that I think about it. So you want to notice what happens for you when you get stressed. Where do you feel symptomology? Do you feel a lot of um, tightness in your gut? And let's say if you feel tightness in your gut, that's really interesting. Are you, are you holding on to something? Are you trying to control, right? That kind of clenching, controlling. Um, 
if you get tightness in your shoulders, is it literally like you you know your shoulders are scrunching up? Is it literally like you're not giving yourself enough space? So you want to explore and notice first of all what how does stress show up in my body? We all have stress at different times. Totally natural, normal. The question is, you know, how much is healthy versus not, right? So you want to know what is your body's unique stress fingerprint, and that will start to get you into a deeper relationship with your body and what it's signaling to you. And stress is usually a pretty easy marker to start with where your soul can say to you, hey, too much, hey, too fast, um, etc. So start by learning your body's unique stress fingerprint. And then the second piece I recommend is pay attention to patterns in general, you know, are there certain areas of the body where you notice um, symptoms that consistently happen or discomfort or sensation, you know, whatever that might be, constriction or exhaustion or heaviness or whatever that is, pay attention to the patterns Pay attention to the patterns in what areas of the body are metaphorically lighting up, what what areas of the body might be lighting up, and pay attention to the patterns of, you know, when that happens, when that happens. So that's how, for example, I learned over time that if I start to get a lot of um, sinus symptoms, the sinusy symptoms like sniffling and stuff, as long as I'm not, I rule out like a physical reality that I'm exposed to a virus, then it usually means I've been thinking too much, thinking too much, using my mind too much. And it's time to take a break and do some resting and do, do something different than thinking. Um, time to take a break. You know, like if I was reflecting on a, an issue a lot, then it's time to take two days off and not reflect on that issue. Okay. Another how, um, ask a literal question related to your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being after you kind of check in and you notice that there's nothing physical happening. So really ask yourself the question. Like if your throat is starting to bother you, ask yourself the question, Am I? is there something related to my voice right now? My truth? Is there something I'm having a hard time swallowing? If that makes sense. Um, you know, ringing in your, in your ear. Is there something that's literally like, is my inner voice literally telling me the same thing over and over and over again. And now like I have this ringing in my ear because this message is literally like ringing in my ear because I'm not willing to listen to it. I'm not, what am I not willing to hear? Acknowledge metaphorically. So ask yourself a literal question related to the mental, emotional, emotional, physical, spiritual, rather well-being and what's happening in your physical body. And notice if you see any connections when something shows up. I think it's really, really important to learn your yes and to learn your no and to learn what your yes feels like physically in your body and what your no feels like physically in your body. So, you know, be, don't, don't try this with a really complicated decision. That's not, it's not great, but, um, you know, you might explore this around, um, a simple choice like food or you might explore this around a simple choice like going out versus staying in or mm, take the umbrella versus not take the umbrella, whatever that is. But you're starting to explore like what is yes or what is no or what is truth versus what is not truth in my body. What does it physiologically feel like? In general, when I've done this with a lot of clients and I've done this with a lot of groups, 
in general, yes and or truth usually feels like expansion or softening or opening or relaxing or calming in the in the system and then uh usually a no will feel like constriction or tightening or closing so you want to pay attention and if you pay attention to any anywhere in the body i recommend you start by paying attention to the heart center or if that's difficult another great place to tune into to check out your yes versus no is your gut area and then the last thing I would say is I would encourage you to learn your unique energy. In other words, what does it feel like to actually be you? Because if you are a um, empathic person or highly sensitive, you're, impact, you're impacted by your environment to different degrees, you may be at different times picking up intuitive information in your environment, especially as an empath, for example, you may be picking up that someone else is experiencing anger or someone else is experiencing discord or someone else is experiencing this physiological symptom in their body. Like I've seen this happen with partners. Someone has a issue in their knee and then the empathic person feels an issue in their knee, but they don't really have the issue in their knee. So it's really important to learn your unique energy and both the yes and no or truth versus non-truth practice of tuning in, as well as like recognizing your own energy. I recommend you do that when you're feeling well, of course, so that you're at like this, you're at this baseline and you start to recognize what does it feel like to be in my energy? So a fun way to do that, that I think I learned from a lecture from Adi Ashanti, I think that's where that came from. Um, is that you set up two chairs next to each other and you sit in one chair and you notice how you feel and then you make the intention to leave any energy that's not yours in the chair and then you move and you sit in the chair next to that chair, right? So the chair, let's say to the right and you imagine that you're leaving the energy that's not yours in the other chair and then you notice how you feel and a lot of times people will tell me I feel lighter. I feel clearer. Oh, wow. I feel like a weight's been lifted. And it can be really interesting how sometimes energetically we can pick up information. And so our body can, can literally serve as a mechanism, a messenger for telling us those pieces. Okay. So this topic, literally, I could, I could go on forever and ever and ever and ever about. Essentially, what I'm inviting you into through this episode is to come into inquiry and curiosity around what if my intuition, what if my soul, what if my inner voice is trying to speak to me sometimes through my body, through physical symptoms, through illness and dis-ease sometimes, through imbalances, and other times through just like moments of discomfort or interesting sensation. All of the above can be intuitive messages. Now don't go, don't, I, I don't overwhelm yourself, right. And think like every single sensation has a meaning or every single illness has a spiritual root that I, I'm, I'm not going to go there because I actually don't believe that that's true. I think that we have to use a certain level of discernment to notice. And that's why patterns are important. Cause if you pay attention to patterns over the long term, then you'll recognize oh, this is what sticks out the most. And then this one piece, like always getting sinus infections, for example, was my situation. Um, that piece of always getting sinus infections is interesting. 
let me rule out physical pieces. Is it connected to my diet? No. Okay. Is it connected to, you know, something physically happening in my nose? No. Okay. So I have some allergies. Okay. Address that. And then recognizing that, oh, it's still, the pattern is still there. And again, my recognition for myself is I have a really active, really active mind. And that's part of why meditation is a a core foundational piece of a practice for me, or core foundational practice for me, because that's really important. And so is mindfulness to really soothe my active mind. So once I started like coming into a different relationship with my mental activity and learning how to create more of a balance versus overactivity in that space of my body, a lot of those physical symptoms um, cleared up for me. So pay attention to repetition, pay attention to patterns, pay attention to time span, like over a long period of time, is something sticking with you for a long period of time, and then start to really notice your yes versus no's and start to notice what is it like to, you know, even just, let's say you do the chair exercise and it's still not clear to you, don't worry about it. Even just being in the inquiry with the question of what does it feel like to be in my energy is really powerful. Okay, so that's this week's episode of Tune In with Marcy. I am so delighted that you joined me. I hope that you found this interesting. I hope you had some ahas. I hope you had some affirmations and some curiosities. And uh, next week, I'll be off. And then the week after that, we'll be diving into signs and synchronicities as we continue this series on how intuition speaks to us. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Thank you.